tuning in, everybody. It's Michael James Lauren with the Messiah Community Radio Talk Show. We have a special guest tonight, Dan Ryland. He's the author of a book called Amplified Leadership, Five Practices to Establish Influence, Build People, and Impact Others for a Lifetime. Now, he worked very closely. He's not only a friend, but he was tutored, if you will, by John Maxwell for over 20 years. And uh, Dan, of course, was the executive pastor at Skyline Wesleyan Church in San Diego, and then as vice Vice President of Leadership and Church Development at Enjoy, I-N-J-O-Y. So he joins us right now. Welcome to the program, Dan. Thank you, Michael. It's great to be on the program tonight. Yes, it's going to be exciting and interesting to learn from you. People turn to you, Dan, to find out about the health of a church. And sometimes when we just look at the negative aspects of the church, their church splits, there's contentiousness. Sometimes people aren't even that friendly, and people go in different directions. But when they turn to you, they want to develop a healthy church where everybody's on board. Can you just tell us a little bit about the state of the church and where you come into play? Well, in, in many ways, I'm very encouraged about the church in America. I think there, uh, I think there's a resurgence of people who truly want to, truly care, want to make a difference, and and yet there's there are some places where we find ourselves stuck. I think there are many godly leaders, spiritual leaders, they pray greatly and they disciple, and yet if we don't wrestle down the issues of of development, pouring into people, raising people up, rather than leaning into equipping, developing, empowering, and letting the people of the church rise up, and that's what makes it strong, that's what makes it healthy, when we begin to drop the boundaries and uh, kind of set people free to do the work that really God has designed them to do. Sure. Sometimes it could be too many uh, cooks in the kitchen. You know, it's a funny example. I went to seminary, and they gave me more peacemaking books that I could ever handle. And I kind of wondered why, until I got into ministry, I realized there's gossip. And these words here are the sounds. <laughs> People gossiping, backbiting, there's infighting. And it could be rough on the pastor, for sure. So we want to talk about why that happens. I don't think a lot of people realize that um, unless people are managed properly or led, that uh, there's going to be problems in the church. Can you tell us a little bit about that dynamic? Well, I think there's a lot of things that, that, that jump up. I think, I think one is trust. If there is an absence of security, in other words, if there's insecurity in the mix, Perhaps the pastor is insecure, maybe board members are insecure, maybe a staff member is insecure, maybe volunteer leaders. But right off the top, if, if there's an absence of trust or insecurity in the mix, you've already got the water's already contaminated, and it's already difficult to press through. But if we can begin to slowly shift it, the culture, to one of security, uh, security obviously first in Christ, and security uh, in our own selves, um, meaning we relax. We relax in the gifts we have. We, we aren't trying to get more power. We aren't trying to take more authority. We relax in, relax in the things that God has given us to do. For example, one of the things we tell our leaders uh, often is, quit, quit trying to get the things you want and just rise up and do the things that people pick you for. If you'll just serve in the things that you get chosen for, you're going to become so much better and so much stronger, and you'll be so much more fulfilled in the role that people are asking you to do, rather than striving to get the things people aren't asking you to do. And of course, that's where insecurity and trust, you know, do you trust the leaders above you? Do you, are you secure about the leaders around you? 
And when you work on those kinds of things, the relationships become so much better and so much more fluid. You know, I know there has to be obvious authority in the church, and there's certain people, pastors, deacons, uh, there are others as well, but sometimes it just feels, and I've heard this from other people too, they go into church and they really feel that they're being lorded over the whole situation. In other words, I know pastors could be, I'm sure Jesus was the most humble individual ever, uh, the God-man, and uh, you don't always see that in the church. Usually people can take that high and mighty seat right there. Maybe it's the deacon's chair up on stage or the pastor. And so that creates a little bit of a distance between them and uh, the congregation. Uh, We'd like you to talk a little bit about that because I think people just want their pastors to be just themselves and rather than that high and mighty perfect person that they may try to be. Your comments on that? Well, again, I think if we don't pour time into relationships with authenticity, being being real. And we, we talk a lot about the importance of being yourself, but then relaxing in the fact that, well, first understanding that people like you best when you're yourself. And when you relax in that and then understand that not everyone's going to like you, and if a pastor allows himself or a leader allows himself to fall into the temptation that's produced by the pressure, to, and, and I'm talking about really simple practical pressures like, You've got to have volunteers in the nursery. You've got to have, you know, whatever it might be. Because of those, those pressures, never go away. 52 times a year, you can lean into uh, almost an inauthentic sort of um, just getting people to do things, getting people to fill slots, rather than if you can rise above that and put caring about them first, shepherding, developing, equipping, pouring into them, inspiring them, it's amazing how they rise up and they become literally like an army. To uh, and, and like at, at 12 Stone, our people would actually say, we get to do this. We don't have to do this. They're so fired up about serving God that uh, you, you almost can't stop them. It makes sense what you're saying. There are many churches where the pastor has really good intentions. They want people to go out and evangelize, and they can't get them to budge an inch. And it can be very difficult, and sometimes you wonder how that happens. Unless there is an authentic relationship that's being built up, I don't think people are going to buy in. And it's very difficult. A lot of times, there are many, there's a lot of salesmanship that goes on in church to try to get people on board. Okay, so the key is authentic relationships and pouring yourself in. So it's not just about sending the offering envelopes. So meanwhile, we haven't seen Bill or Bob or Mary in four months, but they, uh, <laughs> they still get those envelopes. Yeah, people really do care about authentic relationships. I want to mention one other thing, too. Many times people go to church, they expect it to be the most friendly place in the world, especially people who haven't gone to church in a long time and they dawn the door. But why is there such a coldness sometimes in churches? It really seems like something that people need to work on. I think sometimes um, there can be a pseudo-friendliness. Uh, the people will extend a hand and they'll say, you know, it's good to see you and, and welcome them in. And yet they'll welcome them into a seat, but not into their hearts. They'll welcome them into the door of the building, but not into their small group. They'll welcome them into the process, but not into the life of the church. And that's all preparatory for what happens when people walk in the auditorium to worship and to find God, to study His Word, and all of that sets the culture and the environment for transformation. Yes, these are really blind spots, I think, that churches have, and they wonder if they only have maybe 12 or or 20 people sometimes, and how come it never grows? Well, that's why 
uh, this is so interesting, and, and churches could be really friendly and healthy and vibrant, and of course, that's what you do. With us on the line is Dan Ryland. He is the executive pastor of 12 Stone Church, and by the way, this church in 2010 was listed as the number one fastest growing church in America. Yes, Dan is someone who preaches what he practices, uh, for sure. And so his book is called Amplified Leadership, Five Practices to Establish Influence, Build People, and Impact Others for a Lifetime. You've given us a lot of food for thought, and I just want to say thanks for coming on the program, and shalom to you. Thank you. It's been, it's been my honor.